0: This is Bill Mick Live, iHeartRadio's talk for the Space Coast. With today's Common Sense on Common Radio. Here's Bill Mick.
1: Monday morning, the 13th of September, 2021. It's our third hour of Bill Mick Live. It's being brought to you by... O'Galley Electric. Stories in play linked up for you at BillMick.com, where the headline is missing. Creativity and mask burning. If you missed that conversation, it's in the podcast section at BillMick.com and the Bill Mick Live iHeartRadio channel. Have them posted for you as quickly as we can after the show today. Hour number three, though, brings uh Dave Bowman from Silverdale, Washington into the program dave hosts the podcast plausibly live the dave bowman show podcast and dave you've been talking these same things that we've been talking about all morning last hour predominantly mask mandates where should the control come from and the fed's trying to exert control over everybody here you talked about this on your podcast last week and the reality that you keep reminding everyone of is that there is no mandate yet and i find it unlikely that it's actually going to go into play but that doesn't keep the political posturing from happening how are you seeing
0: it it's you know this is i it's got me depressed it really does it would be really easy to get fired up about it but it really has me depressed the idea that the president of the united states would sit in the in the white house and say the things that he said are stunning but putting that aside if you think about this, I, I, there's a report out this morning, I think, uh, I think I don't remember who had it, I think it was AP, about they're talking weeks, weeks, which literally translates as months, before this mandate, <clears throat> these rules from OSHA are quote-unquote ready, which means that we're most likely into 2022, January 2022, before we anybody even sees these rules, let alone starts filing lawsuits about them. Mm-hmm. That's really the kickoff of the 2022 midterms. So the question you got to ask yourself is, is that really the issue that President Biden wants driving the midterms is the mask or the the vaccine mandate? Is that really what he wants? Or is this just broad? You know, I want to do this. I think we should do this. But I was thwarted by the evil Republican governors. And does he want to make that the issue? I this just doesn't it, it. There's so much here to unpack as to whether you can do it, whether you can't do it, whether you should do it, whether you shouldn't do it. It, it. It's a little depressing. It really is. But it comes back to it's not about your freedom. It's not about your personal choice. That wasn't said by Karl Marx. It wasn't said by Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler or Paul Pot or anyone else. I mean, that was said by the president of the United States. And that in and of itself ought to be upsetting people. But we're not. We're just blowing right by it, which has me massively depressed. as I said I don't know. We day. talked that
1: about it a lot last week, and I'm sure it's going to continue to be in play. But it is the it's the politics, of the pandemic. It is trying to appear compassionate, trying to plea to people to take care of each other as if we can stop what is now going to be the natural progression of this virus in its lifespan and maybe it's going to be like the seasonal flu that is there every year it's a question of which one and how much and do we take a shot for it every year or do we not how many um, booster shots are we going to take before they consider that it's been affected if we're going to, effective if we're going to take it at all the concern that I had with friends over the weekend had breakfast with the buddy who works for one of these major defense contractors located heavily here on the Space Coast. And he does not want to take a vaccine. He doesn't feel like the government should force him to put one into his body that he doesn't want there. And will his employer mandate it in order to get those government contracts, which is where what Biden is trying to do through OSHA is really going to impact people, probably more so than the the federal government side of the thing.
0: There's a couple of considerations here. Um, Yeah, I mean, if the rules ever even come to be, that's certainly the case. You know, the question I keep asking myself, Bill, is is very simply this. Let's take the president's speech out of this. Let's, let's, Let's back it up to September 9th and say, okay, what happens if Congress on September 9th passes a law, a law that says everyone in the country must get the covid vaccine. If Congress did that, what would the reaction be? What do you think that would have any chance of surviving the court system at all?
1: I don't believe so. At no,
0: least I would hope wouldn't. not. It wouldn't because now you're you're really into matters of personal space invasion and congressman it would never fly but somehow or another because the president says it because the executive branch says it half the people in this country and most of the employers are are just fine with it
1: i think it goes to a broader thing dave and we've talked this on occasion maybe not you and i together here but we've talked it here on the show repeatedly is that congress has repeatedly ceded its authority to these various administrative branch offices to make rules with the full impact of law without review by Congress, just by the appointed bureaucrats who run these agencies. ATF is is chief at this. Now we're looking at OSHA and what they've done historically through the years, uh, given them, in essence, the authority to write law because Congress gave
0: up its own authority to do so. This is how we get the myth the myth of three co-equal branches of government, co-equal in power and glory. It was never intended that way. It was not supposed to be that way. Congress is supposed to be supreme. But literally, since 1798, this is the first real incident of this happening, since 1798, Congress has been slowly devolving itself of any authority, any responsibility to do these things to the point where now today, you have the War Powers Act, which allows the president to, to take us to war, and you have a vaccine mandate from a an executive department. And Congress is, you know, twiddling about nonsense as opposed to actually doing anything that it was that it was sent there to do, except getting paid, of course.
1: Oh, well, yeah, and they're big about that. Dave, we got calls to get to at 321-768-1240, and we do just that when we continue in one minute on Bill McLaughlin. Insider email comes out today about 4 o'clock. It'll contain last week's Mick Nugget scripts. You can catch up with those at your convenience later this afternoon. Sign up for the Insider. Top of the page at BillMick.com. Dave Bowman with us this morning in hour number three. Dave, let's get to the phones. Line one, you're on Bill Mick Live. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Bill. This is Paul from Coco. Hi, Paul. Hey, uh, the first thing I'd like to say is, everybody in the whole country, and it's actually affecting the world as well, we are being mandated by a person that is not mentally competent. That's something that we all have to consider. I mean, if this guy tells you to jump off a bridge it's mandated, are we gonna do that? That's basically what's happening. And he's mandating, you know, all these illegals coming to our country, and they're infecting us. They're not being tested. Our numbers started going up proportionally to the illegals coming across the border. Now, I found out something this morning that was very interesting. Vietnam has zero deaths from COVID. They closed the borders as soon as they found out China had a problem. That's what he had to do. He had to close the borders down. Trump wanted to do that right away. The Democrats, Nancy Pelosi and
1: everybody. What were they doing? Oh, yeah, he was a xenophobe as soon as you wanted to limit travel from China or anywhere else, Paul. Appreciate you getting the numbers on the table. Dave, you heard any of those same numbers?
0: I I actually have not heard that Vietnam had zero deaths. Um, I think I would find that rather implausible, but OK. But I, I know they have. I, I'd have to delve deeper into it. I know they have 178,000 cases, as last reported. I'm not surprised, though, but yeah, as far as Joe Biden's not really running things, well, that's been the case for most presidents for the last hundred years. But Joe Biden is particularly noticeable because he keeps saying it. My advisors don't want me to answer questions. they They told me to go. the 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 teleprompter that actually said, Leave now. Uh, I don't know that we've ever had a president who's that susceptible or or that needs that much direction that it has to be that obvious but that incompetent
1: very true let me get a quick call in line to your next good morning
0: hey good morning bill how are you Uh, good
1: jim got about a minute and a half here fire away buddy
2: okay real quick i'm going to answer dave bowman's question does does biden really want to uh have the 2022 midterms beyond covid and everything else the answer is yes what else does he have is he going to say how well he's handling the Middle East and those things? Uh, can't do that. Can he say the economy is great and jobs are being created? Well, we saw last month 250,000 jobs. No, we can't say that. He doesn't have another thing to run on, and he wants mail-in balloting, excuse me, mail-in balloting again in 2022. He wants this. This is his baby. He wants fear. He wants division. He wants mail-in ballots so there can probably be more fraud. And he hasn't got another issue, not a single thing he's done since the election that he's So it's the only well. banner he's...
1: Dave. Dave, Jim, that's interesting. Thanks for getting it in. Dave, i got about a minute here. I'll let you close up this segment.
0: Well, I mean, again, I don't know that Biden wants it. The Democrat Party left in general... Is it a winning issue? I mean, the only way this becomes a winning issue for them in in the midterms is if they can pin the Republicans as defeating it and then tie that to a massive increase in the number of cases and deaths. Uh, If they can do that, then sure. But then again, now we're back to statistics, lies, damned lies and statistics. So I don't know if I believe the numbers as they are.
1: Yeah, we'll see where it all takes us, and we've got the rest of the show with Dave Bowman joining us. We're going to talk some of the ethics of this and uh, the monitoring the government wants to do. Stay with Call Bill
2: now 321-768-1240. Common Sense on
1: Common Radio. Joining that conversation today, Dave Bowman from uh, Plausibly Live, the Dave Bowman Show podcast out of Silverdale, Washington, where he braves these early Monday mornings to join us once he is adequately fueled with coffee. How is that
0: coffee this morning, Dave? Pretty good, man. Folgers black silk. Do what now? Pretty good what? Folgers black silk. And I don't get paid. I don't get paid to tell you that.
1: Yeah, you should. You send them a bill. See if they'll pay it. Um, O'Galley Electric makes this hour possible. You've got the number if you want to weigh in. Dave, I want to stay on this mandate idea for a little bit. And the Surgeon General came out last week and said the Biden administration is going to police exemptions to the vaccine mandate. And they're going to do this monitoring. Very. And you had a show about monitoring us and government monitoring in particular, you were talking about anybody who had child porn on their computers and you raised an interesting question there, which is if they know you've got child porn on your computer, what else do they know you have there, which you would be led to believe would be whatever's there. They're already accessing.
0: There is an old adage. Got this from Marshall from my uh, days on fire to wire. Um, there's nothing private. If it's on your computer and your computer is connected to the internet, it's not private. So, there's, there's a I have a deep concern about that privacy. I have deep concern about these exemptions. Uh, here in Washington, they are really cracking down on exemptions. They're, they're, I've read several articles this week about the, the invalidity, non-validity of um, religious exemptions. And how you're going to have to prove that your religious exemption is is legit in order to use a religious exemption, and you will be uh, you will receive a sphincter exam before they'll allow that religious exemption. I can see the federal government headed down the same way, and the way that they may choose to do that, since again, if it's on your computer, they probably have access to it one way or the other. If it's on your phone, they have access to it. There's no privacy in this stuff and how hard would it be to look into stuff and is okay this this particular loudmouth, for lack of better term who's who's ranting and raving about our stuff let's uh let's pull him aside and say hey here's what we found on your computer your phone and like you said i mean am i going to get the vaccination because my employer needs it yeah <laughs> Uh, there, there's a, there's ways to put pressure on people. And this this concerns me deeply, this whole privacy thing. And again, who's running this show? Is it the executive department or is it Congress? Well, Congress has punted it to the executive and we see what's happening here over and over again.
1: In the last hour, I called this, trying to remember exact words, substance rape. You're being forced to put something in your body you don't necessarily want there. You and I, both vaccinated. Yay. Okay? I don't care. It is a personal decision. You, your medical professional, in your case, your medical professional who you happen to be married to is a huge influence, and I get it. But those decisions are and always have been personal. What makes us think government involvement at all should be here, period?
0: Well, I, you and I don't think that, but right. there are a lot of people in this country, Bill, who do think that, who think that government is the end-all, be-all of solutions. And this goes back to what Biden said. It's not about freedom. It's not about personal choice. Those words were chosen specifically because they deal with both elements of what we call uh, somewhat euphemistically freedom. and. He picked those words intentionally because you're not being you're not being protective of your fellow people. Now, I get the argument. Um, there's there. There is an element of communal agreement here. But is the vaccine the only way that I can protect you from my coviding or my flu or whatever? If I had the flu, I'd stay home and I would stay away from you. Why all of a sudden with COVID do I have to have a vaccine, to to be for you to be safe? And there's no there's no arguing with these people on this. I you know, I mean, it's 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 weird to me the way that people are reacting to this because it, it, there's no consideration of the. So the government-induced
1: fear has swept
0: the country. Right, and it's nobody has nobody seems to have that issue with. Okay, I want to put something in you. Well. Depending on what that something is and how you're putting it into somebody, you're right. It could be considered a a case of rape.
1: It certainly sounds that way to me. We're going to get to the phones in just a moment at 321-768-1240 as O'Galley Electric makes this hour of the show possible. We're in month number four of hurricane season. Good news is only two months to go when this one's done, and the season will start to wane a little bit once we get past the early part of October. Generally, knock on wood, we haven't had to deal with one this year. We hope we don't. But that's the time you prepare for the storm you might face when you're not dealing with one. O'Galley Electric has a solution for your family, their safety, and their comfort, in the aftermath of a storm. It's a Generac home standby generator by a major Generac provider, which is O'Galley Electric. They order these things by the hundreds, have them in stock, so when you call them at 321-425-3343 for a free estimate to see the generator that's right for your home, or do the same at eggenerators.com, they are ready to deliver, install, service, and maintain that generator for you right now. No waiting like other dealers are going to face as they try to order one and get it in. O'Galley Electric has... It in play. So call O'Galley Electric, get your free estimate, and no waiting for that Generac home standby generator from Chris Hughes and the fine folks at O'Galley Electric. Dave Bowman is with us as we go to the phones. Line one, you're up next. Let's see what's on your mind.
2: Hey, boys, how are we doing this morning?
1: We're well. Tell me what's up.
2: So, there's a couple of things, though, that seem to bother me a little bit about this, this whole the vaccine debate. So we're changing the names of the words. So a vaccine is not what a vaccine was. And when it comes to that, you got a lot of people online who like are for the vaccines and then tell you you're, you're such an idiot because, you know, you've had the polio vaccine and you've had this. The, the other vaccines that we took when we were kids don't, it's not even close to what this vaccine is. Okay. And they don't, and they, and they say that, you know, well, you've had those, you should have, You should have no problem with taking this vaccine. Well, No, this vaccine is worse than I think. I think it's worse than the flu vaccine because neither one of them is a vaccine.
1: Okay, Lou, see where you're coming from and understand that debate is going to be out there. What's your other point?
2: And then, you know, last week we talked about the word bully. You know, everyone's calling Ron DeSantis a bully for what he's doing. Give parents the freedom of choice. If you take the names out of the debate, take Biden's name out, take DeSantis's name out, one guy's telling you, this is what you're going to do. I'm telling you, you are going to do this. And if you don't, I'm gonna punish you. You may even lose your job. The other guy's saying, I want you to have the choice. Yeah. And in, 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 10 years ago, we know who the bully is. Now it's the guy that wants you to have a choice
1: is the bully. Yeah, because the whining crowds aren't getting their way. Lou, it's a good point. I'm glad you're here. Dave, any thoughts there?
0: Well, again, I go back to there's a very specific reason why the president said what he did. It's not about freedom. It's not about personal choice. The the, the, the just absolute evisceration of the idea, the concept of liberty in this country should shock us. And and it for whatever reason, for at least half the people in this country, it doesn't. Half the people in this country, Lou, are are standing up and cheering you're being told you don't have a choice. So how do you combat that? How do you convince those people that if we take away if we can take away your liberty in the sense and force you to get a vaccination, we can take away their liberties as well tomorrow, but they don't see it that way.
1: Yeah, Dave, I go back to the difference I observed when you and I first met when I came to Modesto, and for example Heather Vortman who produced our shows Wonderful lady, wonderful family, great people, conservative folks, grew up in the Central Valley and didn't mind the uh, San Joaquin Valley out-of-control air pollution control district telling them when they could mow, how they could mow, which mowers they could use, and what days they could not couldn't burn pellets in their wood-burning stoves to keep their kids warm. It was it, That was a foreign mindset to me, but they grew up in an environment where government had that kind of control. That's pretty right. sad to right. me right and it was just it was perfectly normal to them
3: and yeah and, and, and that's why, the
1: difference we're why. looking at we're back with dave bowman one more segment to go more of your calls ahead it's a monday morning and this is bill mick live Galley Electric bringing you this hour of the program as we wrap up a Monday together with Dave Bowman host of Plausibly Live the Dave Bowman Show podcast. A link for you at BillMc.com today. A couple of places there you'll be able to find that and Catch up with what Dave's been saying. He's been all over these topics we're talking, and we're sharing that time together this morning with you. And we let you in at 321-768-1240. seven, six, eight, twelve, forty. Don't forget, Ida impacted a bunch of folks. You can help them out through uh, the Red Cross as they're providing shelter and food for those families displaced. One eight hundred Red Cross or Red Cross dot. Org, Dave, let's get back to the phones real quick. And I want to get you to the ethical implications of this and maybe just a touch of football before the uh, hour is done. Barry is in Palm Bay. Barry, tell us what's on your mind this morning.
3: Yeah, good morning, Bill. Good morning, Dave. You were talking a little earlier about uh, your privacy on the Internet and uh, uh, brings to mind that, uh, you know, I was stationed on Guam many years ago when I first became a military broadcaster. There was a guy I was stationed with who I kind of kept touch with over the years. Um, He had a beautiful uh, wife from Okinawa, and he was down in Texas where he retired. He was teaching the Air Force ROTC program at the local high school, and he got caught up in an internet thing that the FBI ran. They found a guy who had all kinds of child pornography, and wouldn't you know, they went into his uh uh, address book and they found all the people that he was trading child porn with one of them was my old friend from uh, guam and uh they came out in court he never had anything to do with uh children underage or anything, uh, but he was trading child porn on the internet and the FBI caught him. He's serving 12 years in federal prisons for that. Wow! You know, uh, a lot of people think that uh, what you do on the internet is private and it's just between you and the other person. Uh-uh, it ain't true. And if uh, it comes to a point where those people who don't get vaccinated and they uh, brag about it or something to their friends, uh, maybe somebody will pick up hey, here's somebody who hasn't been injured, been uh, inoculated and maybe he's he or she is spreading it around everywhere. Maybe we ought to put them in a special camp somewhere until they decide to get inoculated. What do you think?
1: We're already always seeing are already seeing people begging for uh, folks to rat out their neighbors. Dave.
0: Well, we're already seeing that. I mean, isn't this the heart and soul of cancel culture? Let's go back to 10 15 20 years and see what you said and and do that what what if 20 10 15 years ago you said something that might imply that you're anti-vaccination or anti-whatever or anti-government it's going to be thrown at you and and again it's a little unnerving but we've given that we've given that privacy up willingly because we want the internet,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I mean, the trade off is they're going to take everything they can and they're going to use it against you. Yeah. And very it's not true. And it's just the government. <laughs> so,
1: well, let's talk about the ethics of this for a minute A Paul Saka story from the blaze. Um, ethics professor delivers emotional lesson on vaccine mandates before being placed on leave and apparently she is now dr julie panessi an ethics professor at ontario's huron university college affiliated with western university Um, she teaches ethics she talks about ethics and she's talking about universally accepted ethics of coercing people into medical procedures. I've referenced a couple of times this morning, breakfast I had with a friend on Saturday who works for a major government contractor, who, if this thing should come to fruition, is going to have a vaccine forced upon upon him even though he has no desire to have one if he wants to keep his job where have we lost the ethics in this society dave we, we've given up privacy are we forgetting about ethics too i guess is the
0: question well ethics don't apply when when power is the goal that's it's it's as simple as that people who crave desire their goal is mass power the, the ends justify the means bill i mean this goes back to machiavelli there's no there's no way to rein them in because to them, the, again, the ends justify the means. So they're going to do whatever it is. And, and situational ethics will come in. You know how much I hate going to a certain period of history. But if you go back to the, to the Nuremberg laws of, of the 1930s, the, the, the Germans didn't think that they were doing anything illegal because they changed the laws, the ethics to make it legal they were just they were just following the law the law says we have legal to ethical.
1: and ethical are certainly two different things right, and especially it, when it comes to elected officials
0: right but if you redefine the ethics to to be what you want them to be situationally where's the problem i mean I, I get what she's saying and i you know obviously i agree with her but reality is that the people who are pushing this don't agree with her and as long as they can get enough people to acquiesce and, and not resist and not you know, it doesn't blow up in their face. They're going to get away with it. That's the depressing part of all this.
1: Do we have the resolve to have enough people to say, you know what, you no. can't force no. this on me. We're not going to do it.
0: No, we don't. We we absolutely do not. And and the proof is in the pudding. I mean, it's the the, the very fact that half the people in this country right now are applauding this is indicative to me that we're 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 going to ultimately lose this because again they will put the pressure points where they need to be your job your business contract uh, even even reason noted the fact that e- even if there are never any OSHA laws or guidelines or rules or anything else most employers are going to go along with this because as you said it's you know we, we got to stay in business mm-hmm. and if you want to work for me you got to get a vaccination well Is that a law? Is that is that ethical? It's my business. If we're conservatives and we truly believe that businesses have the right to set their own agendas, don't we kind of have to go along with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and the thing is, it'll be tough for people to leave a place where they've been employed for any significant amount of time, have developed a career, making a living to to be able to make that same kind of living, bounce into somewhere else. Now, there are exceptions to that, as always. But how
0: long will they last? Right, even if they even could go somewhere else, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Scarlet Letter. You yeah, we're going to put a big, we're going to put a, a big uh, A on on your shirt that says anti or anti-vax or whatever, or not vaxed or whatever. And a V and with a slash statement. through it. Yeah, if you've ever said anything about it through your lifetime, it will come back to haunt you if you try to stand up. Believe me.
1: You and I are in trouble, man, because what we are said is out there, and as you noted a week or two ago, traveling through the cosmos to be heard at, at Romulus at some point. Who knows? the west Cocoa pharmacy one of our sponsors on the program speaking of this pandemic whatever it may be well they have every supplement or every prescription that's needed for covid prevention and treatment whatever your doctors recommending they've got it for you at the west Cocoa pharmacy with so many places requiring testing these days they do have 10 minute covid testing available if you've got that need don doc and all the crew at the west Cocoa pharmacy committed to service either in the store with curbside delivery or free delivery to most of brevard and they're going Going to save you money along the way too. 40 percent of the time their generic cash prices cheaper than the insurance copay even if you've got great insurance that you're going to pay for those drugs so think about that and then talk to the west coco pharmacy at 321-305-6909 or see them online at cocopharmacy.com we appreciate their sponsorship here let's get another call in dave we go to line one you're next on bill mclive good morning
3: thank you sir
2: my name's bill i'm from palm bay hi bill in 1964 the nuremberg code was uh ratified at the helsinki conference and in the nuremberg code article six section three says no government can mandate or force medical treatment without individual consent it's it's, it's a document that we signed the world signed and i i just you know
1: Well, we also signed and implemented the constitution. Does that seem to matter anymore, Bill? No. (laughs) Sadly, yeah. Sadly, that's where we are, Dave.
0: Let me share with you one headline about this. This has been brought up before Uh, yesterday, or or actually Friday. The state of Alaska tried to bring this up in their legislature, saying, "Look, this Nuremberg Code says this." The Alaska House their representative house in in Alaska, uh, decided they rejected to to vote to uphold the Nuremberg Code in, in the state of Alaska. So again, it's great that we signed that. It's not law. But at the same time, if people aren't willing to follow it, if people are willing to say, well, this is more, this is more dangerous. This isn't, this isn't Nazis experimenting on Jews. This is a, is a dangerous virus and we have to protect ourselves and situationally ethic our way out of this. It's 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 a meaningless piece of paper that nobody, very few people actually know about.
1: Interesting point. Line two, you're next on Bill McLive. Good morning.
4: Good morning, boys. Hey, um, what's up, Rod? I'm, hey, how you guys doing? Always good to hear you, too. I have a, an interesting, something I'd just like to point out with this, if you're not vaccinated, you don't work here routine. Some of these companies are having a hard time finding employees to begin with. Mm-hmm. What is, I mean, has anybody actually taken a look, and it's a rhetorical question, of course, most of my questions are, a look at what's going to happen when people go, okay, fine, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go to work. And how that is going to affect small businesses across the country.
1: That's it. It's a great question, and and uh, well, the small businesses allegedly, and depending on how you define it, they've redefined the number from what was fifteen hundred down to one hundred for the purposes of Biden's announcement. But uh, I, I don't know, Rod. I, I don't see it impacting a guy like you. It's you. It's uh, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting Norm. You and Norm, and and, and occasionally a wife or a friend along the way who helps you get your business done, um, you not impacted so much as maybe somebody who employs 10 or 12 people, huh?
4: Yeah, and imagine these companies that have 65, 75 employees that do government contract work, particularly tech companies. Mm -hmm. Now they want to expand, they want to go to 120, 150, up if you go that way and you're doing work for the government. You have to
1: have this. i tell you what, if you're doing work for the government, you're going to have to have it anyway. It's going to be part of the deal. It's just yeah. it's going to be in the contracts, and, and it's pretty darn sad. Dave, we've lost the uh, – and thanks, Rod. Always good to have you along. We've lost the common sense in all of this, it seems.
0: Well, let me let me pontificate a little bit about what Rod had to say. The answer to your question is, Rod, they don't care about those small businesses. The last year should prove that to us. The The fact of the matter is, is if you have children – uh, today's the thirteenth. So, in two days, you're going to see a deposit into your a direct deposit into your account or a check. This is what the goal is is to get everybody they don't care if you lose your job if you don't have a job because they want you on government largesse. They want to take care of you because if they're taking care of you, you're less likely to be resistant to government mandates. now i'm I'm not a conspiracy guy, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> that guy out there but 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 it's becoming pretty obvious when you can make more money on unemployment and when they try to do away with that people sue over it that they're just fine with more people being paid by the government than going to work then they have control over things
1: scary until they run out of the government money that just means they're going to print more
0: It's not about freedom, Bill. It's not about your personal choice.
1: No, hasn't been since, what, last Thursday. Hey, Dave, let's wrap it up with a little football. What did you think about the NFL uh, opening weekend?
0: Uh, It was so much fun. I mean, there were some really good games. Cleveland-Kansas City was a fantastic game. Um, I I was stunned at how bad Aaron Rodgers is, and I was even more stunned by his comments post-game. And all I'm thinking is, if I'm I'm a Broncos fan. I'm so glad we didn't get him over the summer. Analy- that had been Analyze. the speculation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was strong speculation. And I'm very happy. I'm wondering if anybody in Detroit is looking at what happened last night with Matthew Stafford and saying, you know, if we hadn't hired Matt Millen and a bunch of crappy coaches, what would what would we have had up here in Detroit? How many trophies would we have had up here? And I wonder if they're thinking that now.
1: They probably are. The interesting note, and it's an interesting and tough transition for a lot of players from from college to the NFL. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase blaming his preseason drop-the-ball issues on the NFL's football because it doesn't have stripes on it like the college ball did. It's harder to see.
0: It's a tough life,
1: pal. Get over it, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. For a million bucks, you better be catching that ball. In the words of the great Wallace Francis, see the ball, catch the ball, put the ball away.
1: There you go. Exactly right. Did you see the Korean baseball story, by the way? Yeah. American yeah, pitcher yeah. gets thrown out. He throws the rosin bag at an umpire. Uh, Koreans ain't used to seeing that, Dave.
0: Yeah. Um, not
4: gonna go Gotta well. let you run. O'Galley Electric made it possible. Darn out. Right.